Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Botanical Transcendent Podcast. Here, I provide a unique individualistic and holistic approach to healing the spectrum of your well-being and elevating the quality of your overall life. I am here to inspire you to become your greatest version, to walk you down the path of sustainable health, financial freedom, and living out your soul's purpose. I will guide you through stepping into your own sacred skill set, health empowerment, and attracting financial abundance to live out our birthright of being free. Here you will heal your mind, body, and soul through botanical transcendence. So today I am going to be talking about um, belief systems growing up and also delving into childhood trauma and conditioning. So a lot of these beliefs are based around dependency. And, you know, these happen to be beliefs that we grow into and often we are unaware that, you know, we are being conditioned into believing these things. And, you know, just as an example, um, you know, growing up, we are fed the lies of Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, you know, like we're told that this man, if we're, you know, nice, if we're nice, we will receive the gifts that we ask for. And this man will come in the middle of the night and, you know, we have to make him cookies and whatever else, you know, and then if we're naughty, we get coal for Christmas or we don't receive our gifts. And, you know, I I see both sides of it. I see how it's a fun thing for kids in the moment, but at the same time, you know, when they grow up, there's that feeling of like, like, I I don't know what the word is, mistrust or distrust, like in our parents in a way of like, you lied to us like all these years about something so silly as Santa Claus, when in reality, you could have just said, these gifts are from me. You deserve these gifts. You know, you're, despite what you do, I will always love you. You know, there's no such thing as being naughty or nice and non-deserving of your gifts or not deserving of your gifts. You know, it's, you know, that's just my own personal belief. Um, I personally, you know, if I ever have children, I won't even tell them about Santa Claus. I mean, I will at some point, but I'm not going to feed them the lies because if you're feeding your children lies from childhood, from their most essential growth period, that is already adding on to that, um, that bridge of trust that you have with them. So just something, you know, just a small example, such as, you know, Santa Claus and, you know, those imaginary things, you know, feeding your children, even those kind of lies can create that, um, that broken trust between you. And I mean, that was just a small example that came to me, but, you know, I I personally like, whatever, like what my truth is, like, I will pass that on to whomever. And I don't know, it's, it just blows my mind. Like presently thinking about that now, like, I don't know, like, I just, it's just still going off of like that topic, you know, it's about, I guess our parents thought that it was, you know, a fun thing for us. And, you know, it's, it's a fun thing and whatnot until, we get to that age and then we're like, what the fuck? Like you lied to us. And the funny thing is 
this also stems, you know, into the rest of this um, topic as well too. But, um, you know, at that time, is is it gratifying for the parents? Is it gratifying to know that you're lying to, to your children, thinking that it's providing them short-term or, you know, some sort of pleasure in that sense? And, you know, when you take a step back and really, I guess, just seeing your life from what it is, like, you are the creator of your life and you are the chooser of your satisfaction and pleasure points and, you know, what, what you choose to believe and what you choose to create your life around to be truth. And to me, like, I guess in that moment, like I would feel much more satisfied knowing that I am being real and 100% authentic with my children, you know, for the long-term as well too, like the short-term pleasure, you know, whatever, how many years that they, you know, believe in Santa, you know, to me, it's, it's just not worth it. It's not worth that time that they come to that realization of like, you lied to me about this simple thing. But anyway, that's just me (laughs) blowing that example out of the water. But so anyway, um, beliefs on dependency, um, yeah, I'll just go right into it. Uh, when there's dependency on other humans, it often gets us off on the wrong foot in the beginning. And so, you know, being that this is stemming from childhood trauma, you know, often when we create that dependency with our parents, um, that is, you know, often like a, a step in, I wouldn't say the wrong direction, but it's a step in that direction of, you know, dependency of, you know, believing that our parents know everything or that everything that they tell us is truth instead of being led in the direction that, you know, take everything with a grain of salt, you know, essentially there's truth in everything and, you know, take what resonates with you and, you know, people will tell you things, but it doesn't mean that they're true. And I feel that it is so essential at such a young age that we teach our children and we guide our children into an open mind and into the understanding that this is their own reality and they get to choose what they, what their belief systems are, what, you know, they want to create in their reality and what they, they really wish to become. And, you know, oftentimes children grow up either, you know, wanting to be exactly like their parent or their parent, you know, guides them into thinking that, you know, thinking that everything that they do is the only way to do it or that it's the right way. You know, if you're, if your father is a doctor, you know, over time, there are some cases when, you know, they, they almost push their children into that same profession without even allowing their child to wonder and to explore and to really delve into their own unique skill set and their own sacred skills. And so that is not in vibrational alignment with who we came here to be. You know, that dependency is not a vibrational alignment to who we came here to be. And we obviously came here to be the unique, authentic version, the best version of ourselves. And that 
is not in the form of another person. So children, when they're born, they're excited to come into this experience and figure it out on their own. You know, there's that feeling, you know, even in like adulthood, people often find times that when they partake in like child's play or, you know, just being childlike, that is a feeling of just freeness and just letting go and just having fun and being completely submerged in the present moment. And, you know, that's the excitement of experience of life of, you know, truly being present and just letting go and letting your inner child have fun and play. And that is truly the beauty and the simple pleasures of life. And that, you know, that's essentially what we came here to do is to play and have fun with life because, you know, life is a playground and nobody ever said that we had to leave the playground. So, and with that, parents then say, I will decide everything for you or they, their actions depict that their actions depict that you will wear this, you will eat this, you will think this, you will believe this, you will watch this, you will play this sport, you will have, you know, these friends or whatever it is. To me, I feel like there's a big, not like a big difference, but there's a, there's a pretty vast difference between guidance and I guess pushing upon beliefs or a way of life onto not only your children, but to anybody in general. And to me, guidance is that unconditional love. Guidance is unconditional love and unconditional love is in sense, you know, guidance because you are guiding them without attachment. You are guiding them into a safe, unconditional space of teaching them and bringing them into awareness that you know, this is a human experience. The things that you experience here are, you know, a <laughs> basically a data collection. You know, everything is neutral, and you literally have the power to choose how you perceive that. Nothing is negative, nothing is positive. Everything is energy, and everything is your energy. So if you feel like you're experiencing, something negative, if you feel like you encounter a negative person, that is only your energy and that is only a reflection of your inner world into your outer reality. And yes, maybe at the age of five, a child will not grasp that concept, but maybe they will. I mean, the way that children are seriously like expanding and like growing at this point, like I can have like open-minded conversations with more children at this point in time than any boomer or any person or not any person, but a majority of the older generations. Um, But anyway, it's, it's about planting the seeds because of over time you are guiding them into truth. If you're guiding them into, I wouldn't say guiding them into your beliefs, but you're also bringing them into the awareness that, you know, this is what I believe and you have the choice to believe whatever you want. And I think that is what truly gives a person their own power is the fact that we have the choice to choose because there is so much power and choice. 
you know, instead of someone just handing you something, you feel like there's more power when you can choose between which you prefer. And so I feel like as at a young age, as a child, that that already creates that sense of I am me. I am an individual. I have the power to choose. I have the power to create this life. You know, I am in control, essentially co-creating with this life. And, you know, as a parent, when you start to just make decisions for your child, just, you know, assuming that they either don't understand or that this is what they want, then over time, you are subconsciously conveying to them that either they are not worthy of choosing or that they, or that, yeah, or that they don't deserve to have a choice. And, you know, maybe it doesn't seem as large scale as it is, but from my personal experience, this is something that I have unraveled over time that, you know, even though my parents, you know, obviously had the best intention with it, over time, it's something subconsciously that, you know, I realized that, you know, as we were taking away our power at such a young age, it is suppressed over time. And so as we're adults now, we realize this and we realize that over the course of time of, you know, suppressing this feeling of unworthiness or, you know, whatever it may be, you come to this point and you realize that. And I feel that at this, you know, present point in time, you know, it's, it's not about finding like a cure for something. It's more about prevention and prevention towards this occurring, you know, in, in future generations. So it's, it's about planting the seeds now and, you know, guiding these, the children now and the younger generations now into a much more aware and, you know, consciously expanding space to where they feel that they have the power and they know that they are the creator of their reality. And so when they're able to understand that, when, you know, when children start to begin to understand that, you know, their parents are deciding for them, that their parents are taking away their power. And this, this tends to happen at a young age because that is when, you know, the children begin to rebel. And, you know, when they begin to understand, they begin to um, create that friction with that realization or towards their parents. And that's often when they say, you're not the boss of me and I don't have to do what you say. And I'm sure that I have said that countless times to my parents, you know, growing up. And I still feel that way now towards, you know, not just like, you know, family, but, um, just anybody in general, (laughs) just anybody in general, you know, I'm at the point now where it's like the only person that is in control of me and what I do is me. You know, I, all that matters in the end is how I perceive myself and, you know, peace and love to all people, but you're not the boss of me. And if we, like I said, if we can prevent this stage of, you know, children's life, from being more of rebellion into more of empowerment and more of liberation. So it it really comes down to a conscious level and it really comes down to a conscious level of the parent. You know, the parent, like I said, being a guide 
guiding them to the truth instead of guiding them into their own beliefs or into lies. And instead of having that child come to that realization of like, why are you controlling my life? You're not the boss of me. Let's guide them into that realization and into, you know, their own self-actualization of, you know, that wholeness of, you know, stepping into like, wow, like I'm in this physical body, you know, having this life experience and, you know, I'm so grateful, you know, to have you as my parent here guiding me. And, you know, the fact that you haven't led me into lies, but you've led me into truth and, you know, evolving into the person that they are at that point. So, like I said, you know, not only with relationships, but with anything in general, it's about prevention instead of getting to that breaking point when you have to find that cure for it, you know. So oftentimes it depends on each child at that point, but, you know, they may be beaten into submission, both physically and emotionally, you know, when the children tends to rebel at this point in time, when they have this realization of feeling that they are having their rights taken away, because despite the age we are all human. We are all born with these basic rights of freedom of speech, freedom of self-expression, freedom of having your own thoughts, having your own beliefs, and expressing that openly. We are all free to this and free to, we are free to the life of abundance. So oftentimes, and you know, from personal experience, like there are is physical and emotional abuse that occurs. And, you know, whether the parent has negative intention, I mean, it often comes from that energy of projection. And, you know, if you, if you break it down to, let's say an animal, um, like a cat is like bit you and maybe this to you seemed like an act of, I don't know, like violence or, you know, it's, it's literally like biting back at you and, and you don't like that. Well, I mean, first of all, this cat is a whole other sentient being who has a whole other experience going on, a whole other experience and different perception of the world than you do. And you, you (laughs) and your mind think that it is perfectly okay to project your anger or annoyance onto this innocent, pure, sentient being just because you don't know how to consciously convey your emotions and your actions into a way that instead teaches or guides whatever it is into, you know, if if the animal bites you and you see that as unjust, then there's there's just a different way to go about it than physical abuse and it really comes down to the individual like i said but you know if you really want whatever it is a an animal a, a being a human whatever get down to their level and you know come from a place of unconditional love and understanding and guidance and teaching 
instead of scaring and placing fear to hope that they learn their lesson. Because children are going to be children and cats are going to be cats. They're going to learn how they see fit. They will rebel. They will do things that don't always make sense to you. And that is okay. You are not in control of their life. You are in control of your life. And it just goes to show that when a person, whoever inflicts that negative harm onto another being, they don't have control of their life. And something, you know, that I guess just stirs up that this topic in general is just reflecting on like my childhood and, you know, traumas from the past and, you know, realizing some things that have been suppressed over time. And the fact that I feel a majority of us, not only myself, have been, you know, over time conditioned into that fear of, you know, if you do this, if you, if you talk back or you do this thing, then you will be punished and you will learn from that because that's just what that means. But in a sense, that is only moving the child or the animal into fear and not into that headspace of, oh, you know, I shouldn't do that again. Or, oh, I respect this person, so therefore I will not bite back. But when it comes from a place of fear, like talking back and then you get spanked, like that child is instead going to be afraid of you and not more so afraid of doing that thing or whatever it is, but they're, you're the one literally inflicting the physical harm upon them. What makes you think that they're going to love you anymore? <laughs> so that to me is what is most detrimental to your children is the fact that, you know, you feel that you have to defend your impulse or desire by pushing against something else, you know, and often saying, I had to do this because, you know, by justifying your projections, by justifying the abuse or whatever it is, you know, saying I had to do this because, you know, she talked back or she did this, she did that. Like I said, it all comes back to the perception that this is your reality and you literally have the power to create it however you see fit. And, you know, if you take a step back and you identify would I want someone to beat me if I said the wrong thing? Or would I want somebody to get on my level of consciousness and understanding and convey to me from an unconditional space of love and understanding and instead guide me into the place of knowing instead of fear? So... These are just some notes that I recently had taken from um, an Abraham Hicks talk that I listened to. And, you know, she, she said how think of what you are moving to, not what you're moving, not what you're moving from. And so, you know, in a sense, that's think forward, think ahead, think in terms of right now in this present moment and don't think back to the past because the past is already said and done. All we have is here right now in this present moment. And so when you choose to see a person and an experience through the, through the eyes of source, 
you are connected to the present moment within your power and source is unconditional love and understanding and you know care and empathy and when you choose to see a person through the eyes of source in the present moment that is when you have that creative power to choose your your actions in a sense i mean we always have the power to choose our actions but from then it feels more so you know like it comes from a place of unconditional love as if you were you know placed in the past you're you're thinking about what you're moving from and you know your headspace is oftentimes in the past or maybe even the future or just not in the present moment and you know that's when you often lose touch of the present moment in general so Moving on, I guess a little bit from that, but also still in correlation, um, there is something humanly satisfying about being needed. And, you know, this is, this can be in a relationship or, you know, as parents, it again creates a dependency that in time will be the basis of true friction. And So, you know, from experience, when you are in a relationship, let's say, and you feel that dependency for the other person, like you love being needed and you, when you feel needed, you attract someone who likes to need and essentially nobody feels free in that relationship. And that is when, you know, the two in the relationship or whomever and whatever begin to blame each other for it. Because if you're dependent and the other person is dependent, there's that, that friction, that, that bond of, you know, friction of, well, you know, you do this, well, you do this, but you know, I do that because you do that, you know, and it's that, that unhealthy dependency instead of loving without attachment and having the unconditional love of, you know, without attachment. And so our natural instinct are those of independence. You know, we came into this life alone and essentially we leave this life alone, the souls that we are in our physical body. So having a relationship with the whole of who you really are is true dependence or true independence. Having a relationship with the whole of who you really are, having that awareness and understanding that you yourself are the creator, that you, your soul, your inner being is in this physical body, having this human experience, but that you are not alone. You have your inner being with you at all times. You have complete and unconditional guidance at all times of whatever you choose to believe in. You know, the universe, God, your inner being, source, whatever it is, you are always being guided and you're always being led to your truth and to your inner being and to source and to the path of least resistance. And so it's really about asking yourself, which feels better for you? People who are dependent on you or people who have found their own way of being? You know, people who you feel are leeches, 
human leeches or people who are strong and confident in their being. And when you come together, you just pick up from where you left off and you, your energy together builds and creates instead of, you know, one person is kind of, you know, left depleted of their energy while the other one, you know, feels that they, you know, sucked the energy of the other person. So which feels better to you, a person who is dependent on you or a person who has found their own way of being and is independent in their own sense? To be wanted and needed or being loved, which feels better to you? Expecting a positive outcome or a negative outcome, which feels better to you? Weakness or strength? You know from your own life experiences, what feels best to you. You know that in the end, it always feels better to have a positive perspective towards life as opposed to being in you know, a negative headspace and feeling like life is coming at you when life is really happening for you. So you always know what feels best. You always know the path of least resistance. And so in a sense, you know, that is also correlated into, you know, this topic of belief systems growing up and also the childhood trauma aspect. And so this is an idea that I feel like if, you know, each parent, each person that chooses to take on the responsibility of having a child, knowing that you know what feels best to you and when something feels good to you on like a deep level of knowing that this is supported by your inner being that it will essentially be the best that you can do for another person because you can only give as much as you give yourself and so if you feel that your cup is half empty then you will only show up in every relationship like that. But if you perceive to see it from half full, then essentially you show up in your fullness for the other person with the other person and you are able to provide them a much more valuable and authentic experience from you. So when you have a thought that is created from a belief and you feel friction, stop and say, what is this about? When you are in alignment, you reflect that it feels that way because it is an old belief that has been created by a world that wants to encourage dependency for the small satisfaction that there is in being needed. So I'll repeat that again. (laughs) So when you have a thought that is created from a belief and you feel friction, so you you have a thought that arises and it feels, let's say, negative. It doesn't feel in alignment with you. Stop and ask yourself, you know, what is this about? What, where does this stem from? Where does this belief come from? And when you are aware of your inner being, aware of you, of yourself, your connection with source, when you're in alignment, you reflect that it feels that way because it is an old or past belief, conditioning, trauma, whatever it may be from whenever it has been created by a world, by society that wants to encourage 
this dependency for the small satisfaction that there is in being needed. And so, like I said before, you know, we often as humans find that there is satisfaction within being needed. And so over time, we develop these beliefs and this whole world and belief system created around that sense of dependency of caring what other people think or, you know, asking everybody what they think we should do, you know, or basing our life decisions off of the dependency of that person's opinion or perspective or beliefs or whatever it may be, instead of going inward and consulting ourselves and our inner being. And is this in true alignment with me? You know, does this, does this light me up? Does this feel like it's a path of least resistance or does this feel more like a path of somebody else's? And so essentially, do you really want your child or another person to need you? Or do you want them to stand strong and adore their life and you? Because that's a very powerful, powerful question to ask and also a powerful stance and perspective to view life from. Do you really want another person to need you? Do you want them to feel the depletion of their own power and beliefs and feel dependent on you when it really comes down to you need to depend on you? So in a sense, when someone else is dependent on you, it's almost like you're depleting them of their power, you know, unless you're encouraging them and empowering them to empower themselves and to be independent within themselves? Or would you rather have them stand strong in their power and adore their life and you? Because that is when the true power and magic happens when we each step into our independent power and knowing and being, and we can show up whole and authentic within ourselves and with another person. And that is when it is a whole and a whole coming together instead of two halves making a whole because essentially deep, true, unconditional love really comes together when two people are knowing, knowing of, of their power and knowing of their wholeness. And they see that. And that is when there's no baggage, you know, there's no friction, there's no dependency. There's only two independent people coming together and creating that free, loving, unconditional relationship without attachment of, you know, I feel free when I'm with you. I don't feel like I have to rely on you for entertainment, for fun, for pleasure, for whatever it is, because I know that I can provide all of that for myself. And when I come together with you, it's almost like we amplify this experience. It's enhanced you know, essentially this, this is the human experience and we experience this all within ourselves and each person that we experience can be a teacher and a lesson and a blessing and an experience within itself. So experience life in the most powerful way that you can on your own. So then each person that you encounter is just an enhancement and a true psychedelic experience that only enhances and expands your experience here.
So rolling on from this, you're not in charge of whether or not another person has a good life or not. If you are a parent, you are not in charge of whether your child has a good life or not. If you're in a relationship, you are not in charge of whether your partner has a good life or not. You're in charge of whether you have a good life or not. You are only in charge of you and your life and your choices and your beliefs. And you can teach by the clarity of your own example. So essentially, be the change that you wish to see, and that is the best example that you can set by living out your truth and living out your authenticity. And when others see that, it may resonate and it may not, but then again, that is their choice to control their life. Everyone has a different idea of what you should become. Everyone has a different idea of who they want to become. And so in that sense, you become guarded when you think too much about what others think about you or what they want you to become. And, you know, that that is what I've been getting at with this conditioning of this childhood trauma is that we, whoever, any generation, any individual, when we grow up, we always have this influence of, of a sense of pressure of being somebody that pleases other people, of living up to others' expectations, and then we become guarded. We become guarded off to ourselves and pleasurable experiences and the true beauty and bliss of life in the present moment. And we pretend that we are different than who we truly are so that we don't upset anybody. We literally veer far from ourselves and our path just so we can please other people. You cannot get sick enough to help sick people get well, and you cannot get poor enough to help the poor get prosperous. You cannot get confused enough to help confused people find clarity or unhappy enough to help unhappy people get happy. Like I said, it's living by example and being the change that you wish to see. If you truly wish to help people get well, you yourself must become healthy. And there, there's no destination in this. There's no such thing as getting to this pinnacle point of whatever it may be. Life is a constant unfolding and a constant unraveling, and it's infinite and expanding, and it's always like that, and it will always be like that. So there's only the focal point of well-being and progression and growth. And when you truly strive towards well-being and growth and expansion and you embody that and you become that living example, that is what others see. And that is what, what, that is what will inspire other people to step into their power, into their authenticity. All you can do is tune into the fullness of who you are and radiate that outward. So you can tune into your inner being, your positive, pure energy, and radiate that out into the world. And essentially, you see your physical reality become pure and positive and vibrant. And those who want some of that will gravitate to you. The law of attraction. You attract what you are. And others will gravitate from you. So that is the beauty about the law of attraction is that if you truly desire to live a prosperous, successful life, 
and you feel like right now that you are surrounded by people who only bring you down, focus on you, focus on your energy, focus on your vibration, focus on a vibration of abundance and gratitude and success and wealth and health and well-being. And you will attract that more into your reality. And the more well-being and abundance that you attract into your into your reality, you become that. Your physical reality becomes that. And soon you're living your dream life and a reality that embodies the physical vibration that you embodied. And soon you have organically gravitated away from those who no longer serve you, from relationships that no longer serve you, from places that no longer serve you, from beliefs and ideas and whatever it may be, from habits that no longer serve you. The universe has no choice but to respond to your vibration. That is the law of attraction. So if you're emitting pure positive energy of abundance and gratitude, that is what you receive and tenfold. And if you're emitting lack, scarcity, fear, that is what you attract back into reality. And that, in sense, is what creates that loop, that stuckness, that feeling of like you'll never get out of that. But it's really just that vibrational and energetic shift where the true change occurs. And know that it is not your job to uplift the world. It is your job to uplift yourself. And that is something that I myself am still focusing on knowing of, you know, completely realizing that. And it's something that I know it's one thing that I practice every day is uplifting myself. And as I said that it was literally 11-11. So, <laughs> um, but it's just knowing that, that you yourself are the most powerful person, the most powerful being in this whole life experience. And as you uplift yourself, everything around you begins to transform and uplift as well too. And it's really about your perspective on reality because when you see it through the lens of optimism, there is no such thing as war. There's no such thing as bad, like a negative events. There's only neutral events and, you know, you have the power to choose to perceive death as, you know, a peaceful passing, as an act of letting go of, you know, an act of pure unattachment, knowing that, you know, we're infinite souls and that person is still moving on and alive somewhere else. Decide that you will be tuned into who you are. Tune into your vibration, regardless of any circumstances. The law of attraction will bring what is a vibrate a vibrational match to you. So all you really need to do is focus on feeling good, focus on achieving your desires. The feeling of what it will be like to achieve that desire, the feelings are really what call in the abundance to your reality. Only freedom comes from that understanding. The understanding that you attract what you are and that you can choose the thoughts and what thoughts align with you and which ones do not. You will never find a philosophy or way of life that if you follow it, it will bring you utter happiness. You will never find that. Religion, there's truth in everything. 
just as there is truth in all religion. But there is no one way, there is no one philosophy that if you follow it, that it will bring you utter happiness. That's all bullshit. <laughs> it's all a box to get you into one belief system that if you do good, then you will be rewarded in the end. And that's it. Why not just do good every day of your life unconditionally? Why not just achieve unconditional happiness every day because that's who you are and that's what feels good? Because you love because you're a lover. Be happy because it feels good to be fucking happy. Do these things because it feels good and it brings you joy, not because of some end result or some destination or some hope that you'll go to heaven or a fear that you'll go to hell. Because it's all an illusion. And that is not what you came for. That is not what you intended. You intended to let life show you what you want for now. And to line up with what you want and truly desire. And let those thoughts turn to things. To your manifestation of your dreams, your deepest desires. That is your physical reality when those thoughts turn to things. So let that physical reality be joyous. Let it be beautiful. Let it be abundant. Let it be what you truly desire instead of a fear-based reality of lack and scarcity. Because that is an illusion and it's all in your mind. You are in a constant state of becoming. There is no such thing as too late to turn your life around. There's no such thing as too old, too fat, too dumb, too... <laughs> too young, too whatever. There's no such thing as that. You yourself at any point in time can completely shift your life around. You're in a constant state of becoming and that is what existence is. Satisfaction only comes from one place of having an intention and moving in the direction of it. So know that satisfaction only comes from you, only comes from one, one place within is having that intention and moving in the direction of it. And when you move in the direction of it, you will feel that blissful alignment as you approach it. And the further that you are away from it, you will feel the discord. You will feel the friction, the contrast. But allow that contrast and that friction to serve you. Allow it to serve as growth and lessons and teachings. And that is your guidance system that... The better you feel, the closer you are to moving towards your intention and your desires. And the worse you feel, you are moving further away from your truth and further away from your desires. So know that, that you are your own guidance system. And this is one thing that I would pass along to my children and to the children of the future that you are your own guidance system. And let's skip this bullshit of conditioning and childhood trauma because this is shit that I am dealing with as a 20-some-year-old human at this point in time. And I choose to utilize it as growth and as lessons and to teach others. And we have the power to literally move masses and uplift and plant these seeds and that is what I choose and I love because I am a lover and this is what I came to do 
So I hope you enjoyed this podcast and if any of it resonated with you and if you ever have any questions or any feedback, feel free to leave any comments or reach out to me through Facebook, through Instagram, or through here on Anchor. And if you're feeling extra abundant, you can also send through some of your own financial energy and click on support this podcast. Any and all support is greatly appreciated. It allows me to further on my progress and spreading awareness to others as well and also helps me to upgrade with that as well. So I send you all so much love and peace and abundance and I'm so grateful if you have listened to this all the way through. Thank you so much and I hope you have a wonderful day wherever you are.